You are listening to a sermon preached at the First Christian Church of St. Ignatius in St. Ignatius, Montana. For more information, you can visit us at www.firstchristiansti.org. All right, you group in the middle. Joe Sun. I didn't hear you. Joe Sun. All right, now tell everybody else what that means. Good morning. I am really glad to be here. And the first thing, I'm just going to start right off with my script. If I don't stay with the script, you're stuck here for about three hours. <laughs> all right. So anyway, first of all, slide number one, I want that to say thank you for letting me come to share, with cross, to share cross-cultural connection with you. That's all right. We're nothing but patient around here, right? We can sing a song. (laughs) What does that mean? Chop, chop. No, 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 you said it wrong. It should be fidila. Lala sang. Do you need this back? Okay. Oh, he's going to make me operate this thing. All right. You tell me what I need to do. Just the arrows. Just the arrows. Yep. Where do I point it? At you? Oh, up there. Surprise. Right arrow, that side. <laughs> Point it where? <laughs> well, we don't know what happened. You're going to have to imagine pictures in your mind. That might be disastrous. (laughs) We were talking about thinking earlier, so you have to think the right things, you know. Does this thing turn on? Is there an on and off button for this? Sorry about that. Looks like it's on. I know it worked earlier because I saw the first picture back there on that screen. We just didn't see it up here. Ah, now. That's not the first picture, by the way. You'll see that a little bit later. That's good. Well, many of you may may know me and many of you may not know me, and I have been here several times. 
I've been here with my husband, Ken, who died about five years ago. And there we go. There we're getting there. That's it. Thank you for letting me come. Thank you from cross-cultural connection. You should try to say that really fast. Cross-cultural connection. Okay, real fast. Here we go. Cross-cultural connection. It's kind of a tongue twister. So we abbreviate that quite often by saying CCC. That's easier. CCC. You can do it. I knew you could do it. Okay. Um, now, Cross-Cultural Connection operates under Outreach International from Bethel, Missouri. And you will see a little booklet out there on my display table that talks more about Outreach International and any uh, funds that come to Cross-Cultural Connection need to be written to Outreach International. And on the memo line, it says for CCC project number 4401 or something like that. So anyway, you'll get that explanation later. So to start out, I have to talk about the past. Do you all have a past? Oh, some of us have interesting past, right? Some, some of us we might say, oh, that's kind of boring. But you know what? God has control of our past. So here we go. We started out in 1979. That was almost 40 years ago. Can you guys do it quicker than I can? You probably can. On, the, on your right is the original forwarding agents. We had three couples that were the forwarding agents for cross-cultural connection, and they were all from Illinois. We know a few people from Illinois, right? Illinois is a good place, and should I finish that by saying to be from? <laughs> no, I really, I enjoyed Illinois. I went from Nebraska to Illinois, and if I hadn't been in Illinois, I would have never been able to, to tolerate the heat and humidity of Hong Kong, because it's worse in Hong Kong than it is in Illinois. Anyway, Ken and I went with two children, Sarah and Scott. Scott was six and Sarah was three. And just for your information, my granddaughter is in the audience. I want her to stand up and you can all turn around and look at her. Her name is Michaela. And that little girl you see in the green dress on my, on my picture, that is her mother, OK, a few years ago. So I started talking about the past, but I don't want to stay there in the past. Wait a minute, a little more, another one in the past. Shortly after we went, uh, about three months after we went, we started Fairview Park Christian Church. The first meeting was, oh, I said four months there, December 9th. And right now we're getting very close to 40 years. You see that picture is 2016. This December, we will celebrate our 39th anniversary. I don't do adding very well uh, after telling you that I'm a PhD. Anyway, my adding leaves a little to be desired. Um, this year, in uh, well, in 2019 then, whatever, we will soon be celebrating 40 years in, uh, in Hong Kong. After being, after starting, uh, the church, CCC, not 
the church is in Fairview Park, Fairview Park Christian Church, FPCC. We also started CCS, Chinese Christian Seminary, in 1980. And this college is still running, is still going, and that's also 40 years old. And t today's date, as of this last year, students from this college have gone to China, Puerto Rico, Brazil, Scotland, Canada, and most recently, Kazakhstan. So you don't know where, how things are gonna reach out. For me personally, April 13th, 2013, the end and the beginning, the end of my husband Ken's life. He died in April of that year, but uh, you need to know that was not the end of CCC, FPCC, nor CCS. Not the end of cross-cultural connection, Fairview Park Christian Church, nor Chinese Christian Seminary, but it was a beginning of new things for me. My normal activities up to that point was like what any missionary wife or any wife might be doing. And I'm kind of well known, let me tell you, I'm well known <clears throat> for turkeys. Now don't call me a turkey, okay? I'm well, uh, this was my job for, they're the Chinese people, they don't know what a Thanksgiving service is or a Thanksgiving meal, so I do the Christmas turkey, generally speaking, for the church. You haven't lived until you've baked an 18-pound turkey, put it on the back of your bicycle, hot, and pedaled it about 10 blocks, and then carried it into the church building and hope you didn't spill anything on you or lose anything. So usually they're all, they're all sitting there with their forks and knives, and they're ready, waiting for that turkey. Anyway, my office situation, this is not exactly what my office looks like now, but that's what it, where it is. And um, finally, my office is not in the bedroom. It's not in the living room. It's totally separate. It's upstairs. So this is my upstairs office. It's as big as my apartment is, one floor below. So one thing that was new for me to do was to officiate at a wedding. Timothy said, I always wanted to Ken to marry me when I got married. And since Ken is no longer around, we'll take the next best thing. And I'm going, that's scary. <laughs> so anyway, I did go to Vietnam. Uh, Timothy is the groom, as you can figure out who that is. And the bride is canny. Uh, they had their wedding in Vietnam, which was unusual for me, first of all, to do a wedding, and second, to go to Vietnam to do it. And, and it was a, a nice wedding. I enjoyed doing that. But I can't stay in the past. As most of us, we don't want to live in the past. Sometimes we stay there a little bit too long. But let's go to the present. Right now, I have a new forwarding agent, and her name is Karen Reed. She lives in Gearing, Nebraska. That's where I'm from, is Gearing, Nebraska. That's where Michaela is from, is Gearing, Nebraska. So just want to introduce you to Karen. You might have a chance to meet her someday. And my role is a little bit different now. My family has grown from four in 1979, and now there's 25 as of last August. And there's two more coming. So then there's going to be 27 of us. Wow. And as a side note, uh, Hong Kong went from a city of 5 million people 
1979, and now there's more than 7 million people. And I guess you could say we did our part. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about the present and what's going on. Uh, I want you to know that even though Ken died, and you, we think of a tombstone, and so I put an X on that tombstone, just so that you will know, don't think of cross-cultural connection as dead. It's not. It's still alive and well. So I have to tell you some of the things that I do as continuing on with cross-cultural connection work. Bible study, of course. And we do a weekly Bible study right now. There's one, two, three, four, five. Well, there's five others besides me. So you figure it out. You can see me in the middle. We have done the Truth Project, which is a, a, a video series done out by Focus on the Family. We've studied Job. We've studied Matthew. The thing is that you see one, to two Chinese people, and there's two Filipinos, and there's, well, there's three Chinese, two Filipinos, and the girl in the red is her father standing behind her, her mother's in the yellow over there, so she's a mix. The thing is, when I'm doing the Bible study, I present it in English. Come on, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I present it in English. We discuss it in Cantonese because I need to make sure that they know what I've said. So our Bible studies are a bit interesting and the Filipinos just kind of have to guess what we're doing, but their English is generally generally pretty good. But anyway, that's, that's one of the things that I do. Uh, and I also spend hours on the phone. And that's really not a bad thing. I have two or three different people that I talk with on a, uh, at least a weekly basis. The major problem for me is that sometimes they call on the same day. So I get a two-hour conversation with one, a one-hour conversation with the other one, and another about, about um, an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. So I might spend up to four hours a day on the phone. And other people live in my apartment, and they come through and I just say, I'm on the phone, you know, and they know. So anyway, these, these people have serious problems. Discouragement, spiritual warfare, depression. One is a hoarder and depressed because her place is such a terrible mess and she can't seem to get out of her depression enough to really start taking care of it. And she has a lack of confidence. And actually, I suffer from lack of confidence many, many times. That's why my granddaughter is with me. I'm not brave enough to drive by myself all over the US. So Michaela's doing a really good job of helping me drive. We've been through St. Louis and Chicago and Minneapolis. And she went downtown Chicago driving. And I'm going, oh, I'm sure glad she's driving. So I have to mention to you that being a foreigner in any other country is very, very interesting. It's a unique position. People wonder, what are you doing in their country? And I might be on the bus and somebody will say, well, what are you doing here? What am I doing? I'm going to uh, Yunlong. I'm going to Jim Sajra. No, I mean, what are you doing in Hong Kong? 
So, okay, I get to tell them God put me in Hong Kong, and I do tell them that. And other people won't ask right out. They, they just watch you. They watch you to see, because you, you've told them that you're a Christian, and you told them that God sent you there, and they know that, and they're not going to forget it, and they're watching you to see, do you live the way that you said you will? And that's, this is just something that I wanted to point out to you. It's very unique to be a foreigner in another country, and I can tell you many funny stories about that too. But those that sit back, they watch how you act and you know what you do, and believe it or not, I used to play basketball. I was the star center. You don't believe me? I'm not a six-foot center, I can tell you that. <laughs> but anyway, people are watching you. And I was thinking you know, about missions and missions giving. In whatever church, the missions department is so vital as a living lifeline in that church. So you see, I've got a thread there from the piggy bank on through, and you've got missions that money's given into your missions programs. For me, missions started with cross-cultural connection. We started out in the Smizer Christian Church in Gays, Illinois. We went to Hong Kong in China. From Hong Kong, we went to Batangas, Arwa, Santiago City, and other places in the Philippines. And then we also went to Yangon and Medina in Myanmar. We also have an outreach, not, not necessarily that Ken and I did those things. We did. We've been in all of those places, and we've been in Canton. But others from the church have gone out into um, Canton, China, Mozambique, Africa, and who knows when this thread is going to stop. Now, it's already stopped for Ken. One of these days, it'll stop for me. But cross-cultural connection and God's work through this thread is not going to stop because he will not stop until he's ready to. So now I want to tell you a little bit about the Fairview Park Christian Church. Remember, that's FPCC. And if, if you're there, you have opportunities to serve many ways in FPCC. One of those is Sunday school. This is my Sunday school class, and I'm having the kids write a diagram or, or do something. We were studying Job in the Bible study, so I took the last few chapters of Job where it's talking about Leviathan and the behemoth and had them draw pictures of what they thought those creatures would look like. And they came up with some pretty interesting ideas. So you might be involved in studying in Sunday school or teaching in Sunday school. You might also be one of our translators. Now, Olivia, they're both wearing blue. Uh, May is wearing the stripes. May is one of the most shy people in our church. And here she is starting to stand up in front of the group and to translate. Now, talk about being put on the spot. It's like... <gasps> I got to remember how to say that. I got to figure out how to say it. So the sermon and the song leading is usually done in English. And she, May, and Olivia on the other side um, translate into Cantonese. And if you're involved you, you know, with your church, you might be doing repairs or maintenance around in the church building, and here's Vincent and Kitty changing the light bulbs. And you can't see what 
Alan is in the white shirt and he's holding one of those long neon lights and we're saying, no, Alan, it's not, it's not a lightsaber, it's a light bulb. You know, be careful, it'll break. Anyway, there are many ways, many things that even you in your church here that you can be very helpful. And even though you might be doing the background jobs, those are very, very valuable jobs and important. God can use you in so many, many ways. Uh, another thing that we do, we put a, we have an, a photo album on the bulletin board of the past year's pictures, events, and things that have happened. And then when it's time to change the pictures, we have an album, and all those go into an album. Maybe you get to do, get to do a little bit of help that way. There's, oh, I switched some pictures around. Every Sunday, as a congregation, we have lunch together. Every Sunday. We don't miss a Sunday. A few years ago, we thought, oh, that's a lot of work. You set up the table. We, we fold the silverware into the napkins and you know set the table, and others are cooking. And oh, it's just so much work. Let's quit. We quit for two weeks. Because that is the time when our church has really a good time to fellowship and visit with each other. Because, you know, in your church you say, oh, hi, how are you today? And you got five minutes maybe. You go to the next person, hi, how are you? But this is a time when we can sit down and really visit with each other and everybody can help, even the kids help. They help with the dishes afterwards, drying the dishes. Maybe you're gonna be involved in, in uh, leading songs. We got several song leaders. What we did, we took our list of church members and divided them into teams. Team one helps on a certain Sunday for uh, the dishes and helping with the food. Next week, team two, we have four teams. Or we also have everybody on a list for leading songs, for doing the communion, and other things. Everybody has an opportunity to serve and to share with each other. Now, this is a very important person here. That's my son, Scott. And a few years ago, FPCC hired Scott as a part-time preacher. Uh, in case you never thought about it, how can you be a preacher part-time? It doesn't work. It don't work, however I can say that. He spends a lot of time with the church, and he usually preaches you know, every, every Sunday, and that's quite an effort to put the preaching together. But I, I was proud about our church because we decided to hire him after Ken died. Then Scott said, oh, he didn't want to do what his dad did. He wasn't going to do that. Every week preaching a sermon, every week doing Bible studies, and all the time busy, busy with that. No, he didn't want to do that. Well, God changed his mind. And last time he was here, he also said, never say never. I don't know if you remember that, but he said, never say never. You say, I won't ever do that. You might be surprised where God's going to put his finger on you and say, there you go, and you, and you better do it. Anyway, uh, so he preaches most of the time. We have others that come through, and Dale Mueller is from the Haver Church. I just visited with him last week. He is a missionary in the Philippines. He comes through Hong Kong. We let him preach. And once in a while, I, whoops, sorry, once in a while, I get to preach, so... Lucky everybody else, right? Anyway, it's quite an effort to uh, put forth a sermon and to have to do it every week. Um, 
Another thing that's unique about our church is that we have a prayer meeting every Sunday. So we have the Sunday school and then the church and then we cook the lunch and we sit down and eat together and we sweep the floor and wash the dishes and put everything away and then we meet in a big circle and we have a prayer time. And everybody says, you know, what they would like for us to pray for them about. Then we divide into small groups. The talking is over. It's time to pray. So we go sit in our small groups and start praying. And this is a vital, vital part of the church. Missions, prayer, vital and very important. So now I want to talk a little bit about the future. Where are we going from here? Continuing to build relationships. So this is what it's all about. You know, you, you go to a foreign country, they don't know you, you don't know them, you don't know the culture, you don't know what should you do and what should you not do, and you learn very quickly some mistakes you make, and it's like, shouldn't have done that, or wow, they, uh, I, get to be, I get to be the foreigner, so sometimes I just go ahead and do stuff. And then the excuse is, well, I'm a foreigner. I don't know any better. Although I've been there 40 years, I should know better by then, you know. Anyway, I have a friend named Teresa. She's in the blue. Her husband died about a year after Ken died. And he was tending to go the way of Buddhist thinking. So she decided that's what she wants to do. And so far, that's where she is. I, I've talked to her a little bit. and. No, she's just going to follow along with what Bruce had been thinking. And she belongs to an exercise group that they are all Buddhist. So when I go out for lunch with them in that group, we have vegetarian meals. And that's OK, but I like meat. Anyway, it's, it's very interesting. Another thought that Teresa has, and I don't know why or where it really came from, is that well, she can't gain weight. She can't lose weight. Her hair has to stay the same beautiful black color uh, so that when she dies and goes to heaven, Bruce will recognize her. And I'm going, where did you get that idea? Well, it's because she has no idea what the Bible says. She knows a few things, but not enough to make a difference in her life. So the relationship that I have with her, you can pray for that so that I will finally be able to break through that wall that she has about she's going to follow Buddha. And then you see me in the red shirt. My coworker, Jim, is there. We had some of the Filipinos from church at my house after church or one Sunday afternoon. And that's a good, good relationship to continue to get to know these ladies. And then one other one on the other side is Anna. Anna is a Chinese, as you might tell by looking at her. Her mother is from England, and her mother died in January. And Anna is an adopted child, so she has some hang-ups because of the adoption or because of you know, no mother or father, except that, of course, she considered Marilyn as her mother. And Marilyn is married to a man from China, um, so he has a different culture. Marilyn had a... British culture. And then here's Anna in the middle. Now, Anna is not quite 40 years old. And I've known her since they adopted her as a one-year-old. And she's recently lost her mother, which has been devastating for her. So put Anna Wong on your prayer list, please. She's tending to be a little bit depressed and not quite get over this 
this problem of losing her mother, who was her mainstay. And now I've been trying to help her out and you know reach out to her and give her some ideas and this, this kind of thing. So anyway, Teresa is on one side, Anna's on the other side. Just pray for those two in particular so we can finally see some changes in their lives. I mentioned Scott a minute ago. Scott has some good ideas. And right now, there's some papers out there that has Scott's newsletter, so you can pick those up and, and talk to him, or not talk, you can call him and talk to him if you want to, but read that newsletter and find out he's wanting and starting to start an outreach to the African people that live close to where we live in Hong Kong. So just pray for that, and our coworker, Al Corson from Insight Resources International works in Mozambique, and uh, Al has been to our place in Hong Kong along with Al's co-worker, Jason. In fact, Jason just returned to the States last week from being at my house. This isn't fair. When I come on furlough, then I get all these really interesting people at my house. So anyway, uh, Scott has some, some good ideas and they've helped him since they worked with African people. They, they have some good insight for things that he can do in starting this work with, with the Africans. So you might pray for that group also. And, oh, now I pushed it too far. I'm going to not talk forever because I'm following my script and I'm right here, I'm getting close to the end. I want to leave you with two verses the first one is Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God is I am. He's the only one. Now earlier I said something about being sovereign. Do you have an idea what sovereign means? Anybody got an idea? Sovereign. In your government in the U.S., you start out with the, the mayor of a town. You go to your, I forgot what you call them, the, of the county, the, your county, huh, sorry, say it again. Still didn't get it. Commissioner. Commissioner, thank you. I thought you were saying missionary, and that didn't work. So anyway. <laughs> So you go from the city to the county to the state government to the federal government, and you're just getting higher and higher and higher. And then you get to the president. Is there anybody higher than the president for government in the US? That's the top one, right? So you're talking about spiritual things now. You've got a Sunday school teacher. You've got the preacher in your church. And you got maybe the board of elders, and then you've got this and this, and you get right to the very top, who is? It's God, and God is sovereign. That word sovereign doesn't mean only the top. It means the only one. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Hey, I'm the only one. And God, Moses said, well, what am I going to say to these people that you want me to lead out of Egypt? What am I going to say to them? What authority do I have behind me that says, you follow me? And God says, I am. 
and they would have understood that probably a lot more than what we will understand that. But I am said, okay, the sheriff said, da 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 da. The president said, da 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 da. But when you get to God, God says, and God is the only one. So keep that in mind. And the other verse, Isaiah 46, 8 through 11. Remember this. Keep it in mind, you rebels. <gasps> oh, if God's going to call me a rebel, I'm going to not be, I'm not going to be really assured. But he says, keep this in mind. And he says, there's some things you need to do. One, remember the former things, those of long ago, the past. Remember the past. And that's what he's talking about. It's okay to remember the past. That's okay. And it's part of our being. But he says, I am God, and there is no other. Remember that. He says, I am God, there is none like me. Wow, he's right at the top. He's the only one. So I've got a friend who's from India. Do you know that India has 250 gods that they worship? Would you ever get confused? You got, oh, today is for so-and-so. Today you've got to remember to worship so-and-so, and today you've got to celebrate this God, and you've got to do this, and you do that. But they don't even count because there's only one God. They are really not part of God's world because God is sovereign. He says, I am, and I am the only one. There is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning from ancient times, that's the past, and what is still to come, the future. He says, I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. So for us, we need to remember God is sovereign. He is in control. I'm not in control. So what we need to do is get used to that idea. God is in control, not me. So no matter what happens in our lives, illness, death, separation from our families, God is in control and we can trust him. He says in verse 11, from the east I summon a bird of prey. Remember Elijah hiding away from uh, Queen Jezebel because she was going to kill him if she got a chance. And here's birds from the, from the sky that are feeding him and keeping him physically awake. Ravens are not a bird of prey. But God says, from the east I summon a bird of prey. From a far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. And I think of the Ethiopian eunuch, and all of a sudden Philip was there beside his chariot. He was there, he explained the scriptures to the Ethiopian eunuch, and then poof, Philip was gone. But the purpose had been accomplished, and he says, what I have said, I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. When we get it through our heads that God will bring about his purposes, he is sovereign, and we need to learn to give up the control that we think we have, give that over to God, and we'll be surprised at how much God really will come through in our lives. So I have one more picture to show you. Isn't that sweet? Look at my little sweet granddaughter. She is really involved in that book. And our, my prayer for you, and I hope you pray for me, is that we will immerse ourselves in God's word so that 
we will wholeheartedly serve the one true sovereign God. And all I can do is say thank you. Okay. Uh, Bob is asking, do I have any particular material needs that the church can respond to right now? And I think my main concerns for me to remain in Hong Kong is one, that I have enough money to pay the rent, which is a thousand US dollars a month. And I have a helper, I'm, I have some walking problems, and I can't walk more than about five minutes and I need to sit down and quit. And so I have a helper that helps me in my house to do some of those things that you, you don't believe it, but I can't bend over very well. So anyway, I have this helper. She, I pay her 500 a month. So there's 1,500. And I also help support my son. Our church um, is paying him about half of the salary that he could normally receive. And I'm helping supplement him also with about a thousand a month. My total needs are around three thousand U.S. a month, so that I can live and stay in Hong Kong. So anything, I don't have any particular project at the moment. Of course, Scott is starting to uh, start a new work with the, the African people. You could. He also has a website that you could find out on his uh, newsletter that's out there on my table. So you could think about helping him out some way or other. Also the Outreach International, my mission cross-cultural connection is now under Outreach International. Uh, Scott is with another group and they take a certain percentage of the money that he receives and for their own, uh, what, taking care of their own business. But Outreach International, takes nothing. If you send $10 to Cross-Cultural Connection, then Cross-Cultural Connection gets $10. They don't even take 10 cents out for their administration fees. So there's several things that you might consider. And you know, if, none of, if some of you are not getting my newsletter and you want it, please make sure that you sign the, the address list that I have out there on the table. And there are some things that are marked that you can pick up those pieces of paper and, and um, you know, put those on your prayer list, please. I, I would think right now, the main thing is a prayer. I'm thankful that through about 5,000 miles since July 1st, that Michaela and I are traveling in safety. The car that we got is, is doing very well, and I think God is watching over us. So does that help answer your question a little bit? Okay, I have one more thing. You thought I was going to quit. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I have one more thing that I want to share with you. This Chinese character is the Chinese character for God. And you say that, you say son. Not son and not son, but you say son. This is God. Okay, now I have another one. If I can get it up, get it right for you. This is the word for love. Do they look familiar? Do they look like they might match? Now, if I can turn this correctly, I should do it this way. 
They look the same yet? What did I do? Michaela's always helping me out. This one? This way. Because I'm now I'm looking through the sheets and looking backwards. Let me get them. Now I know what I did on. All right. Anyway, if you take God and you turn it this, this way, does it look right yet? No. There. I need to put more arrows on the back so I can see what I'm doing. Anyway, this is the Chinese character for God. This is the Chinese character for love. Moi, God is love. And I just want to leave you with the thought, you cannot take God out of love, and you cannot take love out of God. They are one and the same. So please be encouraged with that thought that God is love, sun, sea, ngoi. Uh, very, very important thought. So everything that we do is to show you and remind you and those people that we work with in Hong Kong that God is love. We do what we can with God's grace and his power and for his honor and glory to show that God is love. So thank you today. <laughs>